ABGC, Episode 5, Recovery Scene, ABGC Commons Kit is sitting at one of the cafeteria tables. He is fumbling and folding some paper plates and messing about with sticky tape. His ears have a shimmer of blue in their metal that was not there before, and the fur immediately around the metal is missing. Black fur surrounds those bare spots, and radiating outward, the fur gradually lightens to his natural tan color. The door opens. Jouse, Romer, Terra, and Rico all enter the commons area dressed in their basic beige uniform and wearing concerned faces. They start walking through the sitting area over toward Kit in the cafeteria section. Kit, are you okay? Tara says. Kit does not acknowledge her inquiry and continues to fuss about. Romer and Tara look at each other as they approach Kit, and Romer speaks. Hey there, little buddy. Still no response from Kit, who is concentrating and focused on his project. As they round the corner into the cafeteria, their motion catches Kit's attention, and he looks up at them. Oh, hi there, everybody, Kit yells. I didn't hear you come in. My hearing is shot from that upgrade. Look, I made new paper action figures of Romer. Kit holds up a paper toy that looks surprisingly nice. A bear with a backpack shape indeed. The others crowd around him and rub his shoulders and pat him on the back. We were so worried about you, Tara says. Glad to see you vertical, Romer states. I knew you would pull through, Joust cheers. Your bear is stupid and it is missing the belt uplink, Rico states. Rico! Tara yells. What? Rico responds. He said he can't hear anything. I'm just fussing with him, Rico says as he ruffles Kit's head. Ow! Hey, Rico, my ears still hurt, Kit cries. Scene. Office. Mork is talking into the video phone. Mork states, The logs just finished uploading into the reporting system. Looks like a few dozen rounds of 74-92 ammunition and uh, 42 liters of fuel. Delaney, on the other end of the phone, responds, A small engagement then? Mork answers, um, checking? Yes, correct. A single scout ship with a few small escorts crossed one of the outer markers. Any damage to the ships? Delaney inquires. The ships? Um, no. No damage, Mork answers back. They are fine. And, uh, you know, so are the pilots, by the way. Mork insists. Delaney responds back. Of course they are fine. They are always fine. How did those new upgrades work out? Mork answers. Actually, General, the process took its toll. I warned you, it was 
too aggressive. One of the pilots passed out and has lost their hearing. Delaney barks back, they'll be fine. They are always fine. Did that new program run yet? Or kind of scratches his head. I, I don't know. You would have to ask the mechanic. All right, Delaney says. I will give him a call now. Delaney hangs up the phone. Sheesh, Mork thinks to himself. That guy will just never change. I can't believe he didn't even ask about the pilots. You know what? Screw him and his restrictions. I'm going to get Kit a movie he will never forget. <laughs> Mork types on his computer for a few moments and then presses some keys on the video phone. The phone rings. A female voice answers. Logistics, quartermaster Colette Purdue speaking. Mork declares himself, Yes, hello, quartermaster. This is Officer Jason Moore calling about shipment requisition Kilo Hotel 8352. Oh, hello, Jason, Colette answers. Yes, that wreck will be fulfilled on time for the next station delivery. I don't even have to look that one up to tell you that, seeing as how it's one of the more unusual orders that have come through here, she states confidently. Of course, Colette. I never had any doubt it would be on time. You haven't let me down yet, more compliments. So the nature of that unusual order is actually why I'm calling. I know the rec calls for the entertainment class movies to be on an outdated media format. I was just curious. Uh, do you keep anything that old in inventory? Or is it being fulfilled by an external location? Colette states back, We definitely do not carry anything that old here. The only place I could locate them was the public library. Honestly, even they needed some time to dig them up as it is. But again, don't worry, honey. They said it would only be a few days, so we have plenty of time. You know, I'm surprised you don't have the new data players on the station. Do you want me to see if I can get approval for one? No, no, Mark answers back. Thank you. Anyway, Colette, I, I don't think you would get the approval. And uh, don't go trying to sneak one in either. They are very, very thorough, matching everything on the box codes with the signatures at our loading dock. Thank you, though. I didn't think about the library having the discs, but that makes sense. Thanks again for all your help. More compliments. Colette speaks back, no problem. I will send you a direct confirmation when it leaves here, not just the broadcast report, okay? Mork smiles and responds, sounds good. Have a great week, Colette. You too, she answers back. The phone hangs up. I swear the military would crumble in confusion if it wasn't for her, Mork thinks to himself. He types on his computer and then presses some keys on the video phone. Hello, says the video phone. Mork announces himself. Hey, Mike, it's Jason. 
you know, from the 44th. How's it going? Mike answers, Jason, you crazy SOB. It's good, it's good. What's going on with you these days? Oh, I'm doing all right, Warwick says. Not too bad, I guess. Gotta have some good days now and then, right? He chuckles. Mike answers back, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Say, what are you doing now? They got you shoveling shell casings on Peninsula Station yet? <laughs> Morik uh, takes a deep breath. No, no, they haven't had the nerve to lock me up yet, but I can't really talk about my current post. It's classified, they both say at the same time and give a long chuckle. So, why are you darkening my day, Mike says. Mork chuckles again. <laughs> well, I was just trying to remember. Didn't you tell me once that your sister was the head librarian over at HQ? Yeah, that's right, Mike answers back. She's still there. Don't think she will ever leave. Why are you asking? You can't read. Mork gets a sarcastic tone and har 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 very funny listen i need a tiny little favor but i don't want to get anyone in trouble do you think she would mike interrupts hold on jason hold on one sec let me put my phone on privacy mode before you go and start asking for your kind of favors a few beeps are heard Yeah, okay. Go ahead. What's on your mind? Morg speaks again. I don't know that it's all that big a deal, but I mean, sure. Anyway, privacy mode, whatever. Um, do you think you could ask her to swap an old disc into the wrong movie case for a fulfillment order? You know, just... An, an organizational, an innocent organizational mishap. There's a brief pause on the phone. That's it? Sure. I mean, it'll drive her OCD crazy, but... I mean, if it's for a good cause, she can bend a rule once in a while. Morik speaks very slowly. It's for a very... Very good cause. You can hear Mike smiling over the phone. Okay, no problem. So what are the details? Mork gets a sheepish grin on his face. For automatic reminders of new episodes, you can subscribe to this podcast. Thanks for listening.